Consider the source. Consider the source. Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week, we are taking a look at celebrity ghost stories from the LMN YouTube channel. This episode sponsored by LMN. This is sponsored by Chrissy. I feel like this is such a Chrissy thing. Celebrities yeah. sitting around telling their paranormal experiences. It's the best. And admittedly, we have watched bits and pieces of celebrity ghost stories in the past. Yeah. Yep. Famously, I believe this is where our episode Brownies and Daniel Stern. I believe you're right. Got part of its name. Yes, it is. Also, uh, the like the Ghost Roastmaster or something. I think the Roastmaster's Ghost. Yep, because There's Jeff Ross had a had a really good celebrity ghost story. He did. And so I don't know why I thought of it, but I recently started following the Lifetime Movie Network <laughs> channel on YouTube. Of course, you did. <laughs> You just told me the other day that you still follow like Hellman's Mayo on Twitter. So I you did. follow all kinds of crap. <laughs> because I entered a contest where you had to follow Hellman's Mayo and I still did. Did you win with the prizes? Now you get to well, see all of Hellman's thing. tweets. I was like, who the hell is entering this Hellman's contest? So probably I can win. And then I didn't. Um, so now I know when there's like a new like, you know, like a pesto mayo out or whatever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. But anyway... I, um, oh, I know what it was. I watched a Lifetime movie that was available on TV or whatever. Then I was like, oh, I should see if there's a Lifetime channel on YouTube where they put funny clips up. The LMN channel, full Lifetime movies, full episodes of celebrity ghost stories, full episodes of like all kinds of crap. So just look for LMN on YouTube and you're in business. No, I'm not going to go that far unless they pay us for a sponsorship. <laughs> it's fine. I was happy to watch this. Right. Let's leave it at that. Fair enough. So anyway, um, Will and I decided to check out some of these episodes of Celebrity Ghost Stories and tell each other and you what we find. So I watched, we're going to dive right into one of mine because yep. I already told Kristen that it, it, As a <laughs> it was pretty surprising. So I watched season two, episode three mm -hmm. of Celebrity Ghost Stories for anybody who cares. Ooh, yeah, I don't know what mine is. Sorry. There are there are several different celebrities who each tell their scary stories, their their ghostly encounters. But if you want to dive deeper, there is also the haunting of and there are some pieces of that on the Lifetime network uh what's it called YouTube or whatever. Okay. That's where they take one of these celebrities who told a celebrity ghost story and they spin it into a whole hour thing where they go with Kim Russo medium to where their ghost story occurred oh, very and cool. feel it out. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure the relationship. I knew there was some. Yeah. Thing. I, I do think, I think you hit exactly onto something that quite frankly, I think buckle up everyone. I'm going to want to do this again before we get oh, started. God, yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that. I was going to make you do it again anyway. I'm going to want to um, do this again. Great. Because these are wonderful. They, they are like, you know, in this episode, I had four celebrities. They each got about 15 minutes to tell mm -hmm. their paranormal story. But in those paranormal stories, one, it's like, oh, my God, I'm looking at, you know, I don't know. The, the guy who played Gunther on Friends, you know, tell, tell me about how he saw a funky phantom. I don't know. There's there's instant appeal just in the who yes. of it all. Then obviously there's just hearing a fun ghost story. Yeah. But then on top of that, I was able to do a little bit of research into different places that the celebrities mention. Mm -hmm. So get into some real life, mm -hmm. you know, haunting history. Right. Um, so this first one I'm going to tell you about comes to us from an actress named Tracy Nelson. Okay. Now, I will tell you firmly, I was not familiar with the name Tracy Nelson. I'm not either. She's an actress who was on a bunch of shows, specifically a lot of them in like the 90s, mm -hmm. 90s sitcoms. She was on The Nanny. 
She was on Will and Grace, and she was on Seinfeld. Ah. We've got a whole episode about Seinfeld scary stuff. Yes. On Seinfeld, she played the woman that George dates who looks like Jerry. Oh, amazing. Okay. That's who Tracy Nelson is. Yep. All right. So here is her celebrity ghost story. And it is whiplash inducing to some extent. Yes. Listen to this. So it starts off with her saying that she believes that Hollywood is a place of like broken dreams Mm -hmm. and essentially being like maybe some of this paranormal stuff that occurs is because of all of this emotional turmoil and trauma Maybe the paranormal here is the manifestation of all these broken dreams being in one place. Yeah. Um, It turns out that she is the grandchild of Ozzy and Harriet. Oh. That's like an old, like, show. Yeah. But then her father was pop sensation Ricky Nelson. Oh, okay. So I wrote down here, she's a Nepo baby. Yeah, she is. My God. (laughs) My God. Oh, shocking. Anyway. When she's about 17 years old, her father uh, moves her into, uh, they, they move into a house that once belonged to Errol Flynn. Oh, okay. Errol Fl- and this is where I started being like, what? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get into like Hollywood. I'm about to say, this is a real Hollywood dynasty story. Errol Flynn played Robin Hood. Yes. In like the early like black and white movies, I remember I, I don't know, I just, you know, gotten out of work when the first one came out. <laughs> Couldn't wait to go watch it. Um, that review that said that uh, being our age helps you understand the references. <laughs> Errol Flynn. Might be correct. The, the, the degree to which my ears perked up at Errol Flynn, you'd be <laughs> amazed. By the way, <laughs> we, after we recorded last week's episode where we were joking about that, Will and I just started texting each other like old ass actors who nobody would know. <laughs> just sending each other headshots and pictures of like Buddy Hackett, Larry Storch. Sheeta Rivera. Absolutely. Oh, Dinah, that was a great text chain that, that we was. had. So... She goes, we moved into Errol Flynn's old house. And then she just immediately goes, he was known to be a sadist. Mm-hmm. And many said that he was a Nazi. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know any of this. I knew that. I knew that Errol Flynn played Robin Hood. <laughs> That's about it. If I'm not mistaken, I-, I think that he was a closeted gay man. That is one of the that things that's was, said. Yeah, and that he was, like, very sexually active. Okay. Um. So the sadist thing, I guess I'm not that surprised to hear about uh, in that context. We're going to learn a couple I, things about Errol Flynn. Nazi I knew not. What he was up to uh, in life and also what he may have been up to beyond the grave. Wow. Spoiler alert, this is mostly about how Tracy Nelson says she was haunted by the ghost of Errol Flynn. Wow. I didn't see Errol Flynn coming tonight. A crazy sadist. Never mind. And believed German spy. Oh my God. I don't know if you're a history buff, but in the early part of the the last century, Germany went to war and they picked as their target the world. Correct. It's called World War II. Mm -hmm. And Errol Flynn was thought to be a spy for Adolf Hitler. Wow, I didn't know that at all. (laughs) Crazy. But it's it's something that's been said. I looked it up. People do say it. I mean, you know. Now, she describes walking into this house, Errol Flynn's house. She said that, like, sometimes you go into a a house, like a home, and you feel like there's a heart. Like, the Mm -hmm. living room is really the the place. Yeah. The kitchen is the place. She says, this house didn't have a heart. Mm. She said she felt like she walked into the living room, and there was a party going on. Like, the house or the room was alive. Weird. But it wasn't the heart. It was just still Sounds like it was the loins. (laughs) I guess so. She had a dream one night. 
where she was coming down the stairs in a nightgown and then a man comes around the corner wearing a tuxedo and he gestures at her with a martini <laughs> like in and said like shining in, like in, yes <laughs> yeah uh, that's exact uh, almost everything that i have here by the way almost every single celebrity ghost story here evokes the shining huh, which is weird. weird yeah but so yes he gestures to her just like uh yeah great potty isn't it uh-huh um or like the great gatsby i've never read the great gatsby i just know the leonardo dicaprio meme yeah me too that's all i with got a martini glass yeah and he says happy new year he looks at her. He's got that oh. little pencil mustache. Yeah. The ghost of Errol I have Flint. a pencil mustache in my stories, too. Do you really? I do. Pencil One of the most famous mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most famous pencil mustaches there is. No way. Cesar Romero? <laughs> nope. No? Guess again. Oh, I can't wait. John Waters. Yes. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> got it in two. Yeah. So, she then says, she, at 17 lived in the bedroom that Errol Flynn's mistress lived in, in the house. His 15-year-old mistress. Oh, so I guess I was off with the gay thing. I think, I think there was a lot going on. Okay. Now, if that's not enough of like a, oh God, the ceiling of this room was a two-way mirror. Oh my God. The ceiling of the room. So people could go up into the attic and look in. What? That's awful. What a nightmare. Yeah. What a nightmare. Holy crap. She says... Uh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, I just wrote in all caps, what the fudge is happening? Yeah. She says there was no rest in this house. She oh was like, I'm God. living in a house where, like, you know, the, the shower door will just, like, open and slam shut, open and slam shut, open and slam shut. Uh, the toilet will just like flush and the lid will go up and down. It's like, this is crazy. It, this whole thing is like so destabilizingly yeah. overt and crazy. And even just like, I, I don't know why we haven't come across this concept all this much. The idea of a ghost having been a famous person in mm -hmm. life. We covered like the, yeah. we covered politics where it's like the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Right. Somehow that feels different to me than the ghost of Errol Flynn. Yes. Terrorizing you and your nightmares like Freddy Krueger. Happy guess. New Year. <laughs> cheersing you. I, I wonder if it partially feels so weird and different because for a lot of celebrities, you know so much about their life. So you yeah. have this kind of like. That's true. Not real, but sort of perceived familiarity with them. Right. So, I don't know. It feels more personal in some way. Totally. Strange. So, one night, her dad throws a party. And it's a big, uh, uh, everybody's over. It's like a kind of a rager, I guess. She goes upstairs. She's a kid. She goes upstairs to lie down in bed. And once she's in bed, she feels like she cannot move, cannot breathe. And then she's she hears when she finally like sort of like rips herself off the bed and eventually falls down the stairs, seemingly interrupting the party almost, she feels like she can hear the voice of somebody laughing at her. Oh, man. Again, implied to be the ghost of Errol Flynn laughing at her. One night, different night, she hears somebody breaking into the house. Mm -hmm. And so she like she's trying to listen to see what's going on, and then she can hear just like smashing. Like the person is like really ransacking the place, smashing uh, glass on the wall, I guess, to steal old records or uh, who knows. Uh -huh. But so it goes on for like an hour. And then even when the sound stops time. and the person gets away, she stays put for like another hour just to be like, I'm not 
coming out until I know it's safe. Yeah. When she walks into the room, it looks as if it was never touched. Hmm. Nothing is broken. Not, not a single thing. Like an auditory yeah. haunting How or something. How scary. Then, and this is sad, she starts talking about her father's, like, toward the end of his life. Mm-hmm. She said that he started wearing, like, just like a bathrobe all the time and just, like, was very depressive and couldn't really get up and move. And she seems to depl- to, to, to blame the quote-unquote, her word, decay of her father on the house itself. Which is also very shining. Yeah. Right? Like Jack and the hotel are becoming one and the same. Um, But she says also around this time, he developed a very peculiar hobby. All of his life, Ricky Nelson, her father, was against flying. Would not fly to go to gigs. Hated uh, taking planes, whatever. He buys an airplane. Huh. And he starts taking up making like model planes and stuff like that. (laughs) Later, Ricky Nelson dies in a plane crash i kind of thought so yeah on new year's eve oh weird yeah later the house burns down it's raised to the ground oh my god Mm -hmm. and uh tracy nelson uh, one of the final things that she says in her portion she says i was mad at the house and the house was hateful back this seems terrible it it sounds like they lived there for a long time too right I, i cannot tell i'm not sure but the ghost of Errol Flynn in the first nightmare mm-hmm. suggested I'm gonna your dad's gonna die on New Year's Eve. That's so weird. Isn't this seems extremely haunting. This would bother me like forever. Like th- yes, this is <laughs> this is this is life disrupting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> I this is the kind of story where it's just like I, I don't know. Poor female Jerry. There's a lot that happened. There's so much that happened. Like, yeah. sometimes you hear about the story of somebody's haunting. They're like, I don't know. I I think I heard something. <laughs> yeah, totally. If you watch 5,000 seasons of ghost adventures. Right. They're like pretty sure that they maybe saw something once. Yeah. You know? Isn't this better than any ghost hunting show? Oh, my God. Right? Oh, my God. Kristen, I could watch it's this. fabulous. Till Forever. Till the cows come home. Yeah. Till kingdom come. It also gave me way too much <laughs> like way too much to work with yeah but so that's that's my story one Fabulous. uh the ghost of errol flynn who i guess became like a wow really turned into like a dream demon yeah like a freddy krueger nightmare for tracy nelson well he sounds like he was a freddy krueger nightmare in life oh so. i'm not saying that he wasn't oh I know. i'm just saying who expects anyone to come back from beyond the grave to continue medicine? empowered empowered yeah with his martini winking at you and stuff oh my god, god. what a no- man i really didn't know about this dude he sounds terrible two-way mirror that's ceiling terrible so that people are in the attic for your 15 year old what? that's horrible what is that you're abusing on? oh my god oh my god well let's lighten things up a bit with okay. a pencil mustache that you can trust please yes john waters finally some faith in yeah, humanity please stabilize us uh so he says that besides this he's never really been a big ghost guy even when he was a kid and everything but then when he was 10 to 12 years old he can't really place it something happened that he's never been able to explain and that kind of like gave him some faith in these sorts of things so he said that he was at a camp called happy hollow which is an awesome camp name i think and he had this counselor 
uh, and he was in, like in the older group. I think he said that it was from like six year olds to twelve year olds. This okay. like part of the camp, and so he was obviously on the older end. And the older kids counselor's name was Robin, and he said that he really, really looked up to Robin. He just thought that he was like the coolest guy, and he's always kind of just like chasing after him and just like wanting to impress him and hear about what Robin thinks is cool. And he said it wasn't like a crush. He just thought he was just like the coolest. The coolest. And um, so for for the campers who stay overnight, because there was a day camp as well, but there were people kids who stayed there and he was one of them they had this yearly hike and stay over in the woods where all of the campers went all of the overnighters so all these kids from ages six to twelve and so they like got themselves all geared up they had their overnight packs their canteens their flashlights and they're going off into the woods by the camp and they had been in the woods before to do things here and there. But when you go on these overnight trips, you're going really deep into the woods. So it always feels a little bit different and like a little bit scary, but it's always exciting and fun. Like yeah. you're noticing yourself getting further and further away from where you're used to sleeping. And like you're more and more isolated with this group of people. And it's a little bit like ooky spooky. So they finally get to this clearing where clearly the camp counselors like set everything up. There's an area to build a fire in the middle and um, they start to get settled in. They like unpack their stuff. They set up tents and they build a fire like they've been taught to because they're learning like right. you know, camp nature kids stuff and start roasting hot dogs and marshmallows. The whole deal like cool summer camp stuff that you think of and as the night goes on as the fire goes down robin and the other counselors start to tell ghost stories hell yeah and uh they talk about the lost soul of billy whitehead a camper who got lost and died on one of these yearly hikes and they apparently they say that and this was like forever ago whatever and that the camp at the time covered it up by saying that he got lost while he was out looking for crayfish, which is something that they do. So it's that, sort that, of plausible. This is some Will of the Wisp stuff. Yeah, yeah. Don't totally. go out looking for crayfish by yourself. You may not come back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, don't, yeah, that's totally true. Um, so apparently his spirit yells out to the other kids who go on this hike and, and uh, overnight every year to let them know that he's still there. So John... Like he said, he just he just wasn't really buying it. Like he just isn't. He wasn't. He didn't believe in ghost stuff when he was a yeah. kid, and he was just like, "This is cool. It's fun, but it's like whatever." And he wasn't scared. Made up. Yeah, yeah, he was not scared by it at all. And now it's you know it's time for bed. So they get in their sleeping bags, and it's pitch dark. And he said it kind of starts to sink in for him and probably everybody else, like how really far away they are from everything. Like there's no environmental noise. Of, you know, like yeah. cars and, you know, creeks of the room you're in. It's really just like the sounds of the bugs and stuff. And you realize just how isolated That you is are. a hell of a feeling. Yeah. You've had that feeling before, right? I don't know. Oh, Chrissy. <laughs> sure I have. Strongly recommend. You, you. When did you? We've booked, um, we've done a couple of things where we've been like pretty far away. One, mm -hmm. we went to like Iceland and we right. we slept in a bubble over, literally like a see-through bubble overnight. I do want to do that. That that has carried over to places here. Now people make oh, like it? Airbnbs that are a bubble. Yeah. It was hard to fall asleep. For me. Yeah, I could see for that. Me. But then uh, we also, a couple of years ago, uh, yeah, Zoe was born. Yeah. We booked um, an Airbnb for a couple of nights mm -hmm. deliberately just to be in the middle of nowhere. We're doing that actually. We don't have it booked, but um, in the fall so. sometime. Okay. Yeah. You're going to love it. We're going to get one of those like kind of cool trendy like A-frame cabins. Yeah. Yes. Just in the middle yes, of the woods. You told me yeah. I'm stoked to do it. It is a really fun feeling that suddenly like, oh my God, I really am like yeah. very removed. 
-hmm. it can feel a little like oh my god and then it just feels a little freeing yeah yeah no i'm looking forward to it um, we're waiting for the foliage. Sure. So, and it, so yeah, they're feeling that feeling. They're, he, or at least he is. And just like, it's just really quiet, really dark. And he starts to get just like a little creeped out by that. So then one of the campers yelled, one of the young campers, little kids yelled out for their counselor because maybe they were feeling a little freaked out too and just want a reassurance that like the grownups are here. Even though the right. grownups are probably like 16 years old or something. I'm but scared too, you know? Yeah. And they don't answer. <laughs> and then another camper calls out and then another for the various counselors and nobody is answering. So the kids are all getting scared and wondering where the hell their counselors are. And then they start hearing these strange noises and seeing these lights moving through the woods, almost like somebody is running with a light. Oof. But the noise would be coming from the other direction. So it's not like you can even match up like, oh, this is somebody running through the woods with a light. They're hearing these like really strange, like I think you said devilish sounds, just like strange, weird sounds, but it's not coming from where the sights are coming from. And so we said that all these kids are just like looking in every direction because there's something happening in like every direction. And it's super scary. Huh. Then all of a sudden they hear this thud. The, like a loud thud on the ground and a bunch of kids start freaking out and crying. But John Waters is like, eh, I think I know what's going on now. I think that the counselors are messing with us. And I think that they like threw something over oh. to freak us out. And I'm going to go look at it. I'm going to find prank out. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. find out that it's a prank. And he said when he went to investigate it, it was this like thing that was filled with trash from their cookout. And he thinks that I was right. The counselors are just messing with us. And they threw like this thing just to, to scare us. And he tells the kids that like, uh, the jig is up. It's all fine. And the kids are starting like throw stuff now in the direction of yeah, yeah, where yeah. they think the counselors are. Um, so then John goes looking in the woods for the counselors to be like, guys, we know what you're doing, whatever. And as he walks into the woods, remember, it's like a super isolated. They've walked far, far away from the campsite now. They're just in the middle of like a forest. <laughs> this is so weird. And I don't even know how this connects. It seems like the Billy Whitehead story is like disconnected from this. And that's Billy Whitehead aged in the afterlife. Which well, Billy perhaps... Whitehead has the ghost that yells to let you know he's still there. He went yeah. looking for crawdads or whatever. Crayfish. Crayfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like this is just a scary story they told. And it's not, I don't know, if you were making up this story, he would encounter Billy Whitehead now in the sure, woods. Sure, okay. I don't think that's what he encounters. I don't know what the hell's going on here. So first he says he sees this like, formless white light in the woods that zooms downward. And so he's like, oh, okay, this is not the counselors. Um, what the hell is going on? I've never seen anything like this in my life. And then it morphs into the face of an old man. Oh. And they're doing this as a reenactment. And it looks like Jor-El from Superman, just like <laughs> old man face, like appearing, floating in the woods. And he says, it's the strangest thing. The scent of powdered sugar fills the air. And this old man floating face was looking at him not unkindly. And so John Waters just kind of like, just sort of froze and was freaked out, but also at the same time, kind of like curious and kind of not scared because the guy looked so nice and kindly. He smells like and sugar. Smells like sugar. And because he was raised in a Catholic home, 
um, he wondered if this was some sort of guardian angel or something. Yeah, that's interesting. So he's just sort of like just frozen and locked there. Then when all of a sudden he sees his cool guy counselor kind of beyond the Jor-El head who's looking at it, looking terrified. And then the Jor-El old man head suddenly has teeth pop into his mouth one by one. What? Filling out his mouth. What? I don't understand. I don't either. I don't have anything else to tell you about it. Did, did he have just gums and then the teeth know. appeared? Or it's like he smiled and the teeth just sort of like shone one by one? I... The way he said it is that they appeared one by one. I don't know. There was Boy, it's further... a conundrum. It certainly is. I think that the, the head they showed was just sort of a placid old man smiling with closed mouth. And they didn't show the two things. I was like, what must this mean? They just kind of showed like, I guess they showed like a kid being like, eh, or something. I have to admit, I don't have much familiarity with John Waters. I kind of, not really. I, I know conceptually. Yeah. But like, he's sort of a David Lynchy kind of type he's a total right? weirdo kind of like oddball but like very. that sort of he's like, very zany like a mirror to americana yes. type person yes so of course he went to like camp you know of course he did like very typical if i remember correctly i read a book that he wrote where he kind of like if i remember right i think he traveled around the country talking to different eccentric people and um anyway i think that he had a very typical americana upbringing like he said like i think he was raised um like catholic and yeah went to summer camp and just sort of all of these like picket fancy sorts of things archetypical and then, american boy mm -hmm, and then sort of like flips them on their head in yes his movies. yes yeah um like serial mom things like this maybe, maybe people have seen that of course um so yeah no that's completely right so anyway, he so these these teeth are popping in this guy's head somehow, and John sees Robin, his cool guy counselor, looking at this terrified. And now John, the two the two thing is now freaked John out. He's yeah. out of the phase where he's like, oh, maybe this is a kindly guardian angel. Now he is scared. But he said that he had the simultaneous sense that right now he's so scared that he is never going to be scared of anything again. Oh, this is the pinnacle. I'm so scared, nothing is ever going to match this, is what he's thinking in his mind, like, at the same time, which I can kind of relate to. I totally understand. Um, so, and then it just sort of disappeared. Yeah. The head. So, they went back to huh. the campground. It's a thinker. It's a real thinker, I know. And he doesn't, he doesn't really elaborate. It's not like, maybe it was this, maybe it was that. He's just telling the story. This is what happened, this is what I saw. Who now, the hell Now knows? you deal with it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what it was. Handle this. Yeah. And that's basically it. I mean, he said that they went back to the campground. Everybody kind of just went to sleep. And then they got up and like went about their business, went back to the camp Swamp and just sort of shit. kind of and just like there was nothing left to say. Huh. He didn't really talk about it. And he said that his bond with Robin was never the same. It kind of lessened. They weren't tight like they had been. And he wonders if it was because John saw robin's fear and that made robin feel like embarrassed and Exposed whatever yeah because he was like way. he was idolized by this little kid who thinks he's the coolest yeah. and now he sees him like oh, yeah. and he was probably kind of embarrassed and um the final thing that i thought was he saw me wet my jockeys <laughs> I know. the final thing that i thought was like a really cool perspective on it and like end result of this is that he said it was formative because it helped give him permission to enjoy and explore things that he didn't understand oh. and that he felt more competent and more included in the world at large because of this.
Wow. Isn't that interesting? That's very... Like, he's seeing this other side. Yeah. He was scared, but also into it. And that does, like I said, I'm not like a John Waters, like, super fan. I would say the most casual fan ever. I've seen, like, some things. But, like, it kind of makes sense that he, like, finds things that other people might find repellent or whatever. Right. And finds things to love about yeah, them. Yeah, finds the beauty. Hatchet in the, face in the and crybaby. Things like this. Is it weird, though, that, like, he, uh, this all started with, like, yeah, he wasn't afraid of anything anyone was saying to him. He wasn't afraid of anything. Then yeah. he saw one thing that scared him so bad he'll never be scared again. Well, it doesn't sound like he ever was scared. True. I, but I guess I guess he, he finally was like, found something I will that go back to being not him. scared. Right, yeah. Well, I guess he didn't believe it at all, you know? Yeah. And then he sees this thing and he believes. Yeah. But he's so scared that he's like, nothing can match this. I've never heard of a ghost smelling like powdered sugar. Me neither. <laughs> Sounds like it was like maybe the time to make the donuts guy. <laughs> You know, like Maybe. he just whipped up a batch. He's covered in, in powdered sugar and flour. Doesn't sound so and bad. And they thought he was a ghost. Until those teeth get to popping. Maybe he was the, the town's like a baker. Maybe. <laughs> or like the, the camp cook, <laughs> chef, whatever. It could be. Probably, probably and the was. Christopher Maloney of the place. Exactly. Yeah. I, I bet he was. Probably. <laughs> probably. That's, that's bizarre. That's one of the most bizarre ghost stories. I know. I wasn't disappointed. Time. Yeah, fantastic. Way to go, John Waters. Yeah. Well, before we move on to your next ghost story, William. Yes. We got to frighten the hell out of everybody at home by making sure that they know about our scary, wary Patreon at patreon.com slash gttupod. This is where you can go to support the show monetarily, which we appreciate more than you can possibly imagine. Yes. And also get back tons of bonuses as a thank you for doing so. We actually have a second podcast called The Netherworld Dispatch that comes out every single Monday that uh, demon level patrons over at Patreon get access to. And then we have a bunch of other tiers where you can get different uh different amounts of episodes per month based on how much you're able to donate and it's really really awesome and there's also a discord that everybody who joins our patreon even the one dollar members can join us in and get access to and talk to other guides the unknown listeners every day about all kinds of stuff scary stuff uh favorite tv shows art that you like books it's awesome it's wonderful it's it's a whole community of yeah. people yeah it really is it's a nice little community it is and that uh that podcast another world dispatch the most recent episode that's waiting for you is our episode 118 unreal where we played a couple of horror video games one yeah. an indie game called the mortuary assistant where you literally are working in a funeral home getting the dead bodies you know prepped prepped yeah it's pretty gnarly yeah uh and then we played some of resident evil 7's uh bizarre under discussed oh yeah demo it's called kitchen that's right that was so weird it's so weird it involves like you find a vcr and then you can play mm -hmm. in this found footage segment and there are secret you know, passageways like in a story house. story based, you know? Like Super there's, fun. There's stuff to talk about. But also just real weird stuff. So a, a, a mini little smorgasbord of horror video games. So mm -hmm. go check that out. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. Yes. Hope that you enjoy much. it. Uh, and again, 118 episodes of that show. Not to mention the commentary tracks for Scream, Twilight watch-alongs, and yep. who knows what might come in the future. Mm -hmm. So go check it out. Speaking of which... Will is going to be at a screening of the Blair Witch Project in Burkittsville, Maryland on August 12th, a Saturday. That's I right. I said that weird. Way to go. Thank you. 
Um, he's going to be doing trivia before the screening. Is it sold out, William? Yeah, it's sold out. All right, it's I shouldn't have said late. anything. Exactly. Well, well, I'll be doing that. He's doing that. So now I'll, I'm just I'll bragging I'll give some report on it in the, in the future. Yeah, get ready for some report on it from Will. And it seems like, it seems uh, to me that Eduardo Sanchez will be there. Oh, good. It seems like he's Jed Shepard. one of the directors. Jed Shepard might be there. Awesome. He's uh, the writer of Host, mm -hmm. which we were uh, big fans of. Kick and ass. has been uh, vying to, to be part of the Blair Witch franchise moving forward, so yep. that'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll definitely report on that in the uh, in the future, the very in the increasingly near future. Yes, that's awesome. Uh, but also buckle up because I want to be doing some Blair Witch yep. very soon on this feed and on Patreon actually. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been reading reviews lately. Uh, we're at nine hundred and seven when I last looked. Thank you so much. Amazing. This new review comes to us from J B K N M. Delightful. At least once an episode, I find myself laughing out loud because they completely crack each other up and their <laughs> laughter is so contagious. Also, the subjects are great. I love the ongoing urban legend episodes. Well, good. Get ready for more of that soon, too. Yep. And there is some truly some spooky stuff. Nice. Five stars. Thank you so, so much. Really, it means... <laughs> A ton to it us every time somebody leaves one of those reviews. It's such a nice thing to do for somebody. We greatly appreciate so thank it. You. And uh, I like that we've been shouting people out. Yeah, I do reviews. too. I'm glad that it's, we've been doing that. Do. Thank you. We're on the road to 1,000. We are. We're, mm. we're making some headway. And I, I pay it forward. I'm a reviewer. You are? Yeah. I want to see those reviews. I want to see what you're writing. <laughs> if you go to my Google, it's like reviews for like the the car guy. Tostitos. Um, <laughs> It's just, and I, what do I say every time? I don't know. I, I looked at my reviews one time and there's something I say like every single Repeated time. Phrase. Mm -hmm. It's a joy to visit something this. Like that, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. All right. So uh, that reviewer, uh, JBK, mentioned that we have great topics. They were right. Because <laughs> I'm now going to tell you, Kristen, about the haunting Baldwin? of Billy Baldwin. Yes. Billy yes. Baldwin. But consider the source. Oh, Kristen, consider the source. Consider the source. Consider the source. Let's talk Baldwins. Will and I are entranced, enchanted by the Baldwins. I'm into a Baldwin. Oh, yeah. I, uh, listen. Alec's social media presence. Alec Baldwin has some incredible posts on his Instagram page specifically where he'll talk to the camera and give some, like, report uh, there was a thing Unnerving. about his, his wife, Hilaria. You mean Hillary from Boston? Hillary from Boston faking her entire backstory and faking an accent. How do you say cucumber? Oh, really? She, she didn't know. I, I, Chris, you should, Chris, the, the look, <laughs> God, the, the, that was like a violent look that Kristen just shot me. I, I'm sorry. I didn't know this. I don't know. You looked so <laughs> shocked. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you were talking about. How do you say cucumber? Okay, because the the clip I won't go on forever. The cliff's notes are basically that she has presented herself as being Latina, and she is not. Her family just spent like a lot of time in Spain or something. <laughs> this and is like out of Mean Girls. Yeah, her name is Hillary. Yeah. She goes by Ilaria. Okay. And so part of her defense when this kind of all came about was that she spent so much time there. She has. Uh, like friends who become like family and that she's kind of adopted their accent just the way that when you move somewhere you kind of adopt an accent or whatever but that that's one thing mm. to be on the cover of like latina magazine and going on, she's she, the thing with the cucumber is a big one because she went on some morning show and was showing like healthy cooking and she was like it's um how do you say cucumber you don't know how to say cucumber 
To be fair, how often do I forget what I'm talking about? Really, I'll just pull a name out of my ass. No, even the way you, even the way she pronounced, or saying the never phrase, pronounced, and the phrasing, how do you say? The phrasing, how do you say cucumber, is very damaging. She is trying she to have, lead us down the primrose path. All right. You, I'm not saying you're wrong. No, I'm just I know, saying I, I do forget words all the time. You're our so father's I. daughter. That guy <laughs> didn't remember the name of anything. So do I, William. Are you going to go to stop and shop or chap and chap. stop and chat? He Can couldn't I have a remember Mr. anything. Mr. McFlurry. No, I know, but he didn't say, how do you say Mr. McFlurry? He did not. You're right. And I, I totally agree with you that that is very, very worth suspicion anyway the point is alec baldwin posted on his social and media kids have like a tirade where he's like i get very protective of my family this was when this news came out and everybody was talking about how she was a fraud he goes when people say these things about somebody that you care about you want to speak out but you can't really <laughs> so what i always say to people is consider the source he's seething consider the source consider the source Consider the source. Losing when people it. say these things that hurt somebody that you care about, consider the source. Love. Consider the source. Consider the source. Consider the source. He always says consider the source in twos. Consider the source. Consider the source. You gotta consider the source. You gotta you have to consider the source. And then at the end he goes, he's about to he reaches to shut off the camera and then he he halts. And he goes, I would do anything to protect her. When you love somebody, you want to defend them. <laughs> and he just lingers to smolder. So that, who, so that the, an editor, an editor from Teen Beat, whoever reported on this, is saying they're going like, he's mad at me. He's going to get me next. He's going to get me. <laughs> it's so weird. Their whole dynamic is so strange. Years before this, I don't know if you remember this. Well, it's so minor. God damn it. I, I felt so irritated. I'm just trying her. to talk about Billy Baldwin over I'm here. I'm sorry. Real quick. Do you remember me see, sending you a video of her doing prenatal yoga and Alec was helping? Do you remember? Kind of. Thank you. <laughs> you send and, kinds of shit sometimes. <laughs> And she was like, I won't do an accent or whatever. It's not even about the accent, but she was like, thank you for helping me, Alec. And he goes, it was my pleasure. Like into the camera. And I thought it was so annoying. He can't, he can't turn it off. It's who he is. <laughs> also, last thing, I swear. When he was cleared of charges in the Rust shooting, which is terrible. Yeah. He posted, I think they may have both posted a picture of him holding her like a baby in a chair. <sighs> That's right. Yes, you sent me that as well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> now all this they're so say, weird i greatly enjoy <laughs> i've enjoyed many alec ball this isn't about alec baldwin I know, that's, this that's, is about the man of the hour that's the sticky wicket because he's also good here's a phrase that no one's ever said before this has nothing to do with alec this is all about billy baldwin <laughs> i want to talk about billy baldwin billy baldwin is one of the five thousand baldwin brothers yes i have recently watched a lot of their brothers little stevie <laughs> steven yeah on celebrity mole ali and i watched so much goddamn celebrity oh, mole and billy baldwin on that show is such a surfer dork yeah it's the best it's crazy billy baldwin i've not paid that much attention to who mixed up I, <laughs> I think it was billy baldwin on celebrity big brother well, this no. guy is definitely Billy Baldwin. Maybe there are two Billys. <laughs> two of the Baldwin boys, Billy. Maybe now, they forgot. I had a client who became close friends with Billy Baldwin. Okay. When, 
Okay, no, 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 you're right. It, it's Stephen Baldwin. Who Stephen was on. Baldwin was yeah. on Celebrity Mall and yes. is in The Usual Suspects, which, yes, I did also watch recently because yeah, <laughs> I'm on a real Stephen Baldwin kick. <laughs> there he is. You know, that happens to the best of us. Um, and the worst. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I had a client who moved to California for a little while and then moved back to New Jersey and she became close friends with Billy Baldwin because they were like next door neighbors or something. Okay. So Billy Baldwin is on Celebrity ghost stories what are we talking about what's the name of this episode that (laughs) and uh he is the baldwin brother who i think always like this looks the most like alec yeah of all all look pretty alike to me they have similarities but i think and this guy talks like alec baldwin oh really he does so let's talk about the haunting of of billy baldwin i would love to okay i wish you would start I know. (laughs) I'm sorry that I've been delaying so long. So his claim to fame, some of his roles, Flatliners and Backdraft. Yeah, Backdraft, I know. Okay. Uh, And uh, I looked him up just to see, like, what's going on lately. Mm Mm-hmm. And I got something. I, there was a hit on my Billy Baldwin Google alert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, my alarm started going off in the house. I, it woke me up at three in the morning. You guys had to run outside. Yes. On Instagram... He posts a picture. Shocked to learn this morning. I should try to do some sort of voice. Shocked to learn this morning that the Gilgo Beach serial killer suspect. Oh, yes! You saw this? Yes, I did! Okay. The, I the Long Island serial killer was recently just caught. Yes. All right. Shocked to learn this morning that the Gilgo Beach serial killer suspect was my high school classmate, Rex Hewerman. That's right. And then he in a comment somewhere, he goes like, 23 and me strikes again, I guess. Yeah. He's like, no, that's not how they got him. Nope. I, and I don't know what you mean by that. Or is I it a shame just, that they caught him? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he just assumed that and it was it like was DNA a, sourcing mm-hmm. stuff. They like got him off of like a, a pizza, a pizza crust. crust. Yeah. But they, they got him because uh, a pimp saw his car. And so then they started like Billy tailing. Baldwin's car? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Or was he the pimp? That's a good question. (laughs) He's 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 trying to defer attention. Was he pimped out? Yeah. And did he find (laughs) the Gilgo man? Yeah, I think so. Now, for a different reason, but that's why I always eat my pizza crusts. (laughs) Well, I do too, because you know my method. I fold it. I do know your method. It's a good method. It's great. Okay. So, on to the celebrity ghost story. And I, my first line here, I forgot so much. It's immediately whiplash-inducing is what I wrote. He launches in, and instantly he's telling some of his backstory. It's like he's trying to give his bona fides yeah. for being involved in the paranormal. He talks about growing up in Massapequa on Long Island, but he was born in a little town you may have heard of called Amityville. Oh. When he, Billy Baldwin, was 12 years old, the DeFeo murders happened. Oh. He, Billy Baldwin, was friends with one of the kids. Oh, God. He was in Little League with one of the murdered DeFeo kids. What's with this guy's proximity to murder? Don't know. That is deserving. Or what's with Long Island? What's? That's. (laughs) Might be the better question. (laughs) That's the question. As people who are frequently in Long Island, I think that may be the question. And I know Long Island people listen to this show. Sure do. They agree. Yeah, oh yeah. What's with Long Island? What's going on? What's going on? But again, that's all just backstory. Mm-hmm. His ghost story happens in the Great White North, Canada. Oh. You see, Billy Baldwin was traveling to set. Mm. Right? He was filming a movie. 
little movie, may have heard of it, Red Rover. Wait. Wait, you have heard of this? <laughs> I think I have. Is Simon Rex also in this? This is the most inexplicable part of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that you've heard of this Billy Baldwin movie is blowing no, my I, mind. I think it was a big deal at, like, Con. Uh, and then people were talking about Simon Rex, the former VJ, getting nominated for an Oscar, which didn't happen. This doesn't seem right. Red Rover. You may be thinking of a Simon different Red Rover. Rex. Hang on. No, you're Googling the wrong thing. You need to Google Red Rover Billy Baldwin. Okay, it's called Red Rocket. Red Rocket. That I'm thinking of. Okay, That's never different. mind. No, Red Rover is some movie that... <laughs> Billy Baldwin made 20 years ago that no one knows exists. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Except I watched the trailer today, so I assume somewhere people are like, interest in this movie's going through the roof. <laughs> somewhere someone's like, it we went got up, a view. It went up 100%. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, he said that this he was rules. He said I'm so happy. Let's just do celebrity horror stories. Okay. Forever. We'll change the name of the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, the movie Red Rover, I think, is interesting to note. I looked up the synopsis. Yes, I did watch the trailer. Great. Two siblings travel to their family's old ancestral estate upon the death of their father. They soon learn the hard way about their family's ancient secret of witchcraft and the occult. Sounds good. The trailer is a mess. Okay. And they constantly talk about how somebody in their family may have been a ghost called a Bavanshi. Not a Banshee. I'll say this again. What? A Bavanshee. It's like a Banshee vampire? I have no idea. That's fine. And I'm shocked to say it, but we may never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. So he's staying to film this movie, Red Rover, at the Fairmont Algonquin. Okay. Just an absolutely magnificent... <laughs> Just... I'll try it again. Just an absolutely magnificent structure this piece is calls it a piece so does he talk like alec baldwin kind of like lofty one yeah hundred percent if you closed your eyes you'd think you were watching the royal yeah. tenenbaums he sounds like alec baldwin yeah he's creeped out to be alone they're all oh but let's not overlook it he says what an absolutely magnificent magnificent structure this piece is <laughs> right this piece this building yeah <laughs> who calls a building a piece a piece billy baldwin that's yeah. who Buildy Baldwin. Buildy Baldwin <laughs> loves buildings. He's creeped out to be basically alone all the time. And he says, all of a sudden there's a, a jiggling at my, at my doorknob. It was like a rattling back and forth. You know, like someone jiggling. Like somebody <laughs> jiggling the doorknob. Yeah, we got it. Jiggling. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got it. It's jiggling. It's jiggling. And I was like, is this what it's going to be? Like, are we going to move on? This was the first story of the episode. Like somebody dared him to see how many times you get the word jiggling into this. Yeah, he's on Impractical Jokers. Yeah. They want him to say, just say jiggling as much as you can. Yeah. Then the door opens and there's nobody there. At some point while he's away, his wife flies out to stay with him for a week. Uh, and then in the middle of the night, the bathtub turns on all by itself at 3 a.m. Mm, the witching he, hour. That's right. He also hears the sound of a woman crying at night. <laughs> Not his wife. I think, <laughs> I think she was gone again by that point. Uh, but he goes, sobbing, crying, sobbing, crying. Which is very consider the source, consider the source. It's always in twos <laughs> with these Baldwins. The Baldwins love a double. Ironically, there are four of them. How strange. Very odd. Yeah. It's At, two and two. It's two twos. Oh my God. They even doubled up the siblings. The numerology of the Baldwin family. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. We're stop everything. <laughs> we have to do this now. All right. At some point, he flies home on a weekend to spend some time with his kids. 
when he comes back, he walks into the hotel. There's an old man bellhop. The old man bellhop picks up his bags. They walk together to his room. Okay. He opens the door to his room. He steps inside his room for the first time in days. Mm -hmm. And he's, he says he's going to get some money to, to tip the, the bellhop. He says, uh, quote, so I go inside. I snapped off a 20. I, I should talk cool like that. It's so cool, Kristen. Yeah. I go in there, I snap off a 20, went to hand it to him, and he was gone. That's a hefty tip. He's lucky that he was gone, so we got to keep that 20. He got to keep that 20. Yeah. He got he could, he could snap it back into his wallet. <laughs> yeah. I snapped off a 20. S- snapped off a 20. The bald the Billy Baldwin of it all overshadows the ghosts the, yeah I, I honestly i didn't even think about the fact that the man disappeared no. I was just like he snapped off a 20 we th- yes this <laughs> is like a magic trick there was a ghost involved in what i just told you but you got so distracted by billy baldwin snapping off a 20 you forgot that reality had been broken and that the veil between the living and the dead had been lifted <laughs> thrown high into the air but you're looking you're too busy God. you're distracted Slightly. you're looking at this <laughs> you're seeing the, the smirking face of billy baldwin you forgot that there's a freaking ghost oh my god oh boy what a, what an experience oh <laughs> this god. is my paranormal experience so spending some time with billy baldwin yeah, for a while Turn the very story into a ghost. Oh, yes. The story plum disappeared. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh so he snapped off a 20, went to hand it again, old man bellhop. Right. Who carried his bags for him and then disappeared. Now he starts to explain the, the hallways of this hotel are so long. Mm-hmm. There's no way this old man like made it all. It. There's no way. Yeah. So this old man disappeared. He's this old gone. man, he took one. This old he man went knickknack. <laughs> this old man, he, oh he played ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Baldwin gets twenty. Old man toast. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know. No, I. <laughs> anyway. I don't know what I'm starting. So, uh, <clears throat> he then goes down to ask at the front desk. And I had to quote this too. I, okay. Sure. Quote, they say at the front desk, he describes the old man, helped him get his bags. Whoever I was claiming to have had this encounter with was not an employee, was not on the staff there, did not work there now. So he was an, a confused old man who <laughs> like wandered a, onto the premises. At this point, yeah, drilling at home. He was not an employee there, was not on the staff, did not work there now. Uh, got it. They said that it was Charles a former employee of the hotel who died many years ago. Mm. Guess what? How'd he carry his bags? <laughs> I don't know. It's like buggy ding dong. Yeah. It's a lot of energy to yeah. carry a Baldwin bag. I guess he, yeah, he's really been working on Unless it. It's just full of crackers or something. It's not, <laughs> there's not much in there. <laughs> crackers. Um, so that seems like the ghost story. It's not. He run, Well, I didn't Prelude mean it is. to a ghost story? He runs into the ghost again. Oh. This you seldom ever hear of. Yeah. He he walks past Charles. Every time that they depict, they do like a sort of reenactment. Uh-huh. And it's always a Billy Baldwin lookalike walking the halls reading a script. Yeah. <laughs> that's all actors do. <laughs> that's yeah. all they do. So he walks past the, the bellhop. And the bellhop just sort of turns and looks at him and smiles. 
I guess I was just kind of numb. <laughs> Billy Baldwin turns a few beats later and begins following him. Oh. He's going to follow the ghost back to the source. Now he's in hot pursuit. But then when the, the ghost of Charles turns a corner and Billy Baldwin comes after him, he's disappeared. Just around the bend. Uh-huh. Lost. I never saw him again. I never saw him again. <laughs> did he really repeat it twice? Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> so funny. I think I would have liked to have had a conversation with him. Of course, you want to find out who he is and what's his backstory, what's his history. But I think it was very clear that it was a sort of boundary that was, that was not available to me, that was off limits, that was <laughs> not going to happen. And that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't push it. That's why I didn't push it. Well, you couldn't push it, right? I couldn't push it anyway, but he did it again. <laughs> That's why I didn't push it. That's why I didn't push it, twos. Yeah. The Baldwin double. They always come in twos. Yeah, yeah the Baldwin double. The Baldwin double. Yeah, infamous. I didn't, that's why I didn't push it. It's like he's, it's like in this moment, again, forget that there's a, it's about a ghost. This yeah. is not Billy Baldwin. It's like The ghost is absolutely incidental to what you're telling me. You know what the ghost is? His memory. Oh. Because he's, it's like he's wrestling with himself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, you know what? You know, my, my coming twos, maybe the first one is for them. Yeah. Cementing this idea. And then yeah. they're like, yeah, that's right. And then yes. they push it outward. And then it's like a mirror. Yeah. Yes. The twos, the twos. Two is the ball and double. I think it was very clear that there was a sort of boundary that was, that was not available to me, that was off limits, that was not going to happen. And that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't push it. That's why I didn't push it. <laughs> anyway. It's awesome. It's awesome. So there's a, a phantom Charles. <laughs> According to Haunted Places, <laughs> like all this is, is he saw the same ghost story we've talked about a thousand times. Totally. It's just a... But through a, a, a scanner Baldwin. Yeah. According to Haunted <laughs> Places, Baldwin. the tipping ghost is commonly seen in addition to, quote, a phantom night watchman whose keys clank as he makes the rounds, huh. and an elderly lady who rearranges the dining room settings at night, and a bride who cries in room 473, and wow. ghost children who play throughout the building. This place is plum-packed. Pl oh, those plums are packed. Yeah, he, could, he almost couldn't, couldn't not have bumped into a ghost. Exactly, yeah. Baldwin, you know what? Baldwin was just walking into a trap. Yeah, that's true. And most Baldwins are trained not to do that such, <laughs> such a thing. That's absolutely right. Alec was in Mission Impossible. He should have passed this on to his brother. He could know better. You're right. He didn't get out of Mission Impossible. No, uh, he didn't. So actually, he doesn't so. really have a lot of that's stuff to impart. That's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we got to leave it there. Leave it there? Okay. And I there will... Is, there is more to share there someday, everybody. There absolutely is. I don't I mean, want you all to be afraid that that's the end of it. Never. Never. It, it's I, very much of, not. I loved this. This was one of the most enjoyable um, prep processes and shows altogether. Sparkling, delightful. I loved it. Like a fresca. Mad, mad. I feel like I just drank a fresca. I honestly feel like I just drank a fresco. This is he's getting creepy. I feel like I just drank a fresco over here. Um, all right, more celebrity ghost stories to come. Maybe oh, yeah. this maybe this makes it into a, an irregular rotation. Oh, yeah, I would love that. There's a bunch of these. Oh yeah, but it's finite. Someday yes. we'll be done with it. Yeah, someday we'll reach the Just end. like we're covering urban legends right, bit we'll by bit. Right, we'll disease eventually. Someday we will have covered Zellweger. Yeah, and here we will hit the Z list. <laughs> From Alec to Zellweger. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Dynamite.
Oh, uh, thank you all so much for yes. everything you do. I, I hope you've enjoyed. Yeah. I hope we enjoyed this time together. Yes. Thank you for facilitating us having this time together and with you. If you did enjoy the show, we'd greatly appreciate it if you'd help spread the word. Yeah, definitely. Uh, tweet something, post something, uh, uh, tag a us in something we would love to see it leave a review wherever you listen to pods yep patreon.com slash gttu pod yep opens a doorway to a community and so many more shows talk about lifting the veil oh my god lift that veil mm. get into the netherworld everybody <laughs> you can uh, uh, uh. you can follow us online we're at gttu pod on all social media yep she is at chillin Kristen. he is at the myth traveler mm. we'll be back next week for more weird creepy stories i do believe next week is urban legends yes. as a matter of fact yep as a matter of fact 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 <laughs> uh so we'll see you then everybody but until that time comes we must travel back to the netherworld go bam much like billy baldwin heading Ooh. to set we must travel oh yeah tighten up those cufflinks go to the oscars yeah. Consider the source. <laughs>